Ladies and gentlemen, round two, episode two of the Ron and Randy Audio Hour podcast. I thought uh, we discussed this. I thought it was going to be Randy and Ron. The Randy, we- it has now been changed um, to the Randy and Ron. I didn't get the notes on this. Um, it's okay. That the the uh, memo, <laughs> the TPS report is on its way to you. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome. Good, good to hear it. All right, folks. Um, and yourself? I'm doing okay. I'm I'm hanging in there. I'm doing better than I deserve. I'm doing okay. All right, um, folks. This episode. Um, oh my God! I'm getting coffee everywhere. Randy, do, do we have, you know what I wanted to know, I was thinking about this, you know, I mean, it's only episode two and there's only so much that we can expect, but, um, <laughs> is that coming through on your end? It, it wouldn't be, <laughs> stop making me laugh, I'm going to spill my coffee. Right? It wouldn't be an R&R audio hour if we didn't have whatever shenanigans is going going on over at Randy's right now. Are you are you cooking, Randy? Is that <laughs> Yeah, a little mac and cheese over. A little here. mac and cheese. Yeah. Um okay, so let's dive in before we do. I I have a serious question. Sure, shoot. Do we have a sponsor yet? You're putting me on the spot. You better um, you better believe it. You better grab something right now and Uh hold on. Hold on. You got me all flustered now. I know. I know. While while you're looking for something, I'm going to ease your pain here. Folks, today's episode, uh, which is going to be, I guess you could say if there is a main topic, it would be Audio Basics. And then under the umbrella of Audio Basics, we're going to be talking about the source or source first, right? We're going to be discussing what is a source and what type of sources are out there. And the plan moving forward is to kind of unravel the mystery of getting into hi-fi and talk about anything and everything that we can to help, I would say, newcomers to hi-fi to kind of jump along, you know, the ride with us and have some fun. So that is today's episode. I do want to mention just some house cleaning topics we do have an email address and if you have questions as we are rambling you can send us those questions and the plan of attack is we will compile all of these questions and then when we are done with audio basics we will do an entire episode journey of tackling all of these questions and probably giving you the wrong answers is what we're (laughs) yeah so just send your questions in and try to be try to be brief. Try. Just say bam. Yeah. What is Ron's waist size in his pants? And yeah. then we'll on the next show we'll talk about what size pants he wears. <laughs> if that makes sense. I love the part on the uh, DMX episode where <laughs> would you consider taking off your shirt? Long pause. No, I would not consider that. Uh, he was, <laughs> it's the he greatest. was so good. <laughs> he was that. great. I'm just ridiculous. Like, he slayed me when I'm watching that thing back. <laughs> the two parts is when he said, kids. And, like, you could just see, like, the disgust in his face. And then he said, 12. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I loved that one. Um, where was it? Do you it? know that people still think that's real? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and we're going to actually have a couple of new segments on the show, and we thought this would be fun. We're going to do what's new in our audio world. This is where we can kind of help you guys get a better idea of on our YouTube channels. What are we what do we have in for review? What are we going to be talking about? And we have another segment where we're going to be discussing mean comments. You guys are so mean. Stop being mean to us. We don't appreciate it. <laughs> so that will be a lot of fun. Um, it will be. What is our email address? Uh, you know, here, send us emails <laughs> to. Yeah. What, yeah. what is it? Is it? I can't. It's I already. Obi, Obi, Ron, Kenobi. <laughs> 69. Josh Valor is handsome. DMX is this is awesome. Dot, at gmail.com. That's it. That is the one. If you can remember it. No, it's R and R. So just think Ron and Randy audio hour, R and R audio hour at gmail.com. There it is. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, today's sponsor is. Gosh, darn it, Ronald. I, g- I gave All you right. like 15 minutes. I know, but to then prepare. I got. Oh, I got it. Hold on. I'll make, my camera's got to get in focus. I'm trying to do this regular focusing. It's not working. I'm all right. Um, Johnson's dollar dollar store reading glasses. When the ability to read is worth a dollar to you, buy some Johnson's. Available at Dollar Tree and Dollar General. <laughs> oh man, that was great. All right. Um, Th- that actually, I have dollar dollar store. Are those your glasses. readers that you're using when you're? doing your show is is that what the johnson the johnson one dollar glasses that what we're looking at so i i have a pair of dollar store reading glasses oh, that's great and yeah and they're uh they're worth about 33 cents awesome i love it that is hilarious man well good job all right so this episode has been brought to you by johnson's one dollar um glasses so rush out and get those and we, are, we get a nickel every time you buy one. Yes, absolutely. So we we are going to get rich from that one. Um, hey, on a more serious note, this podcast that will be airing Wednesday, if I can get the editing done, is available on all of the major podcast platforms. That includes uh, Spotify. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and a whole bunch more. So in the show notes down below, we will have links to all of those different platforms and watch what about out. Hank's what about Hank's podcast barn? Podcasting barn. The the repository of podcasts in um, rural internet. The the charge was just too high. We couldn't make it happen. So we need to sell some yeah. more of those glasses and then yeah. maybe in 13 years we'll be able to yeah we'll be able to make that happen well you know hank curates all those podcasts so i don't blame him <laughs> it's hard to get in there all right well folks um yeah so please if you are driving to work and um you know you want to just listen to the podcast and not view this on youtube then you can do that so links are provided down below and watch out joe rogan we're coming for you we're coming for you joe rogan <laughs> he's really worried down there in austin <laughs> he, yeah he certainly is 
All right, man. You ready to dive in and tackle the audio basics topic of the source? Yeah. All right. Show. That's good because I'm not. So let's uh, let's make a mess of this. What do you say? It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. All right. So we thought it was a good idea that if we're going to start talking about audio basics, we should start at the front of the chain, which is known in hi-fi or audiophile worlds as the source. So mm. mm -hmm. what, you know, what is a source is probably going to be a good place to start. And there are many different types of sources that we're going to unpack right now. Yeah. But, and I think Randy, you're going to agree with me. This is not going to be a deep dive of technical jargon and all of the details about these sources, it's essentially going to say, here are your options for getting started. And maybe this has been our experience with these different options and kind of go from yeah. there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. You want right. me to like peel that onion back about sources? Yes. You have please Cobalt 60. Yeah. You have Tritium. You have uh, Plutonium 238. Those are kept in a a safe box and then you open the box and that's when you uh calibrate the radiax so again if you have any questions just email us and we'll r and r yeah cobalt 60. But you got to be careful with it otherwise you'll get massive radiation poisoning absolutely i guess i guess um, are you talking about audio sources or radioactive sources radioactive sources absolutely Perfect. Okay. Which is the best sounding is, I guess, would be my question. You can't hear it. And then it <laughs> destroys your hearing and you can't hear anything. And then you vomit a lot. Oh, my goodness sakes. Um, I suppose. <laughs> did I get you flummoxed? <laughs> you, you, perhaps you did. Um, I suppose that, and, and look, this is going to get us in the weeds real quick. If we're gonna if we're gonna discuss sources, I think the first obvious question is: you have two roads that you may travel when choosing a source. One being analog, and the other being digital. Which one's better? I don't think there is a better brother. I I mean, I, I I totally completely agree with you. There's not. I think it's, it's, you know, and this is the thing is it's more complex than that. You can't say it's just that simple, right? No, you can't because there's a ton of different things to take into consideration. I think what you're probably getting at is sound quality. And I think that's a lot of times people ask the question, which is the best? And yeah. I think the better question is, which is the best for you? Ah, uh, um, because I will say personally, when I do my testing, I test with digital music. Mm. Um, however, when I'm listening for pleasure, a lot of times I'm listening to, uh, I wouldn't say analog music, but I would say physical media, whether yeah. that be a CD or a record. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. Um, you know, over the years, at least early on, I was pretty much exclusively listening to vinyl. Uh, that's kind of how my channel started eons ago. Yeah, um, kind of why you, your channel's called A New. I got a new record today. I got a new record today. That is it, folks. And 
early on, you know, here's a dirty little secret that nobody knows is it didn't take long for me to realize as soon as um, the prices of vinyl records started to skyrocket that I was like, maybe I should get a digital source to like look for music that I actually want to buy (laughs) before I go and drop another 20 or $30 for a record that I'm, I'm like, is this gonna be a good one? I have no idea. That's what I do, man. Yeah. I mean, I listen to digital, and then I'm like, when I find something I love, then that's when I go buy the vinyl. Absolutely. So, um, if we if we are gonna be traveling down the road of analog, you do have a couple of options, and one of those obviously is a turntable. Okay. And I'd say that's about the only option at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, you can get reel-to-reel cassettes, eight-track if you're so inclined. Have but. you have you messed with cassettes like recently? Have you gone back to like listen to cassettes and go, "Hey, when I was a teenager and I thought this sounded awesome, did it actually sound awesome?" Have you experienced that? No, I haven't. I haven't listened to a cassette in decades. Right. Yeah. I. I haven't either, and I do know that there are some cassette junkies out there that do like the sound of cassettes. A good friend of mine who is exclusively listening to vinyl recently did what I just mentioned, pulled out his you know cassettes and started listening to them, and he's like, this is awful. Like, what was I thinking? This is terrible. So that was well, kind of interesting. I was like, okay, well, maybe I won't go through the trouble of doing it if that's what you're saying. Well, the thing about it is, is there's so many variables with that. I sure. Mean, you have yeah. the head. Yeah. You have how many times did this thing get eaten by the previous player, and did I have to wind it with the with the pencil to get it back in? And yeah, I mean, there's tons of variables. I actually think there's probably fewer variables with a turntable than there is with, you know, cassette deck. That is especially, definitely true. Yeah. Especially like, I don't know of anybody making new cassette decks. I, you know what, you bring up a, f- that is a fantastic point. Maybe we need to get into that market. Maybe we need to. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is I went on eBay to look for cassette tapes just out of pure curiosity. Yeah. They're like pretty expensive. And I think it's because it's like a collector's item oh. um, at this point where CDs are plentiful and cheap. Yes. Um, and I don't like, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag for selfish reasons about CDs. Because I still want to buy them at like Stop. three bucks a piece. Stop. Don't. But I, I think it's a secret. You should buy a CD player or transport and go buy a bunch of CDs. You know, you just brought up a good point, And I don't want to shift gears too quickly here. But we've just kind of discussed one option if you're going down the road of analog as a turntable. And keep in mind, as Randy said, and, and he's spot on, lots of variables if you go down that road. Because... If you buy a CD player, which we are going to get to, there is no setting up that CD player to get the perfect optimal sound quality out of that CD player. I mean, I guess there might be some little weird things that you could do, maybe filters and things like that, but... Put a brick on it. Put a brick on it, yes. Yeah. Vibration. Cut yes. it down. There you go. With a turntable, there are many things that you need to do meaning owning a turntable comes with the responsibility of understanding that 
sound quality is directly related to how that turntable has been set up. And so that's a big deal, right? Um, and then also the what cartridge. if you get peanut butter on the needle? That works really well. Um, I would say that is, you know, it's actually kind of funny that you mentioned this. Don't, guys, please don't put peanut butter on your turntable cartridge. That's not a good idea. Um, have you seen You'll like. You'll immediately regret it. <laughs> you will immediately. Ron lied to me in that podcast. <laughs> I'm going to send him a mean comment. <laughs> yeah. Don't take that literally. Please yeah. don't put Jif peanut butter Dude, on your. I cartridge but what's funny and what that reminded me of and i don't want to get too off topic here but dude when it comes to cleaning records there are some funky things that have been suggested over the years about cleaning a record what about the wood glue? the wood man? glue i tried it that was the worst it was the worst idea in the existence of bad ideas like it, it didn't can't... work at all huh <laughs> it such a mess it ruined the record elmer's wood glue all over your 30 dollars record in the youtube video it looks like he's just peeling it back with one piece and it's all clean and i'm like you lied to me this is not what happened yeah it's like putting up tile in your bathroom yeah. it looks so easy on youtube oh now man. i've ripped all the walls in my bathroom down dude terrible terrible um, so you also briefly mentioned, yes, if you do go down the road of analog, you also have the option of cassettes and you also have the option of tape, also known as R2R. Wait, no, reel to reel. Yeah, reel to reel. I've never ventured in that direction. I have I have heard it and it sounds freaking amazing, um, but I, I haven't gone down that road. How much media, so I'm just going to time out here. Yeah. How much media is really available? On the R2R. There is some. Don't get me wrong. I know it. But it's a complete outlier. I mean, if we're talking about the majority of people, we're talking about vinyl, and we're talking about CDs, and we're talking about digital. Or, yeah. I know CDs are digital, but like a streamer or a phone or a computer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, there, There is some. And you're right. It's, you know, anybody right now that is on my channel, they're probably like screaming like, acoustic sounds. There's, there's tapes you can get. You know, and it's like, yeah, there... Yes, but it is select. It is few and far. Make no mistake. You can't pull up title, find a bunch of stuff and go, I wonder if this is on reel to reel. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely not. So it would be, you know, the greatest hits of all time might be moving in that direction or be resurfacing on tape as a new product. And let me tell you, it's expensive. It's pricey. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a, you are definitely going to be paying money if you want to move in that direction. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, go vinyl, ahead. Vinyl, CD players, and then like streaming digital stuff off y the internet. Yes, right. So if we if we pivot and we transition, well, what about my digital options? Well, there are many sources to choose from. We do have CD players. We have DACs, and that is we got to we're going to spend some time talking about DACs because DACs can be a lot of different things, and um, we'll talk about that in a minute. But then we have streamers. We have computers. Um, is that it? Did I, did I, is that? Streamers, computers, CD players, Bluetooth. I mean, that's kind of work fits in the streamer. Sure. But yeah. Sure. Okay. 
Uh, CD players. Let's start there because I think that's kind of the easiest to sort of unpack. Um, well, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. You're obviously been in, been doing this for a lot longer, and you have more touches with the industry at this point sure. than I do. Sure. Are CD players coming back? I mean, I know they've never completely gone away, but is there going to be a CD resurgence? No, there won't oh. be. There will never be a resurgence that would be worth chatting about, like big picture. I don't think that will ever happen. What I think we can expect is that it won't go away, and we will see some companies hanging on with both hands, saying, "Hey, CDs are still awesome, and we should still, you know, it." It will continue to be a thing, but I don't think we will ever see this big tidal wave, kind of like what we saw with the vinyl resurgence. That that I don't think that will happen with CDs. The only reason I ask that is because there's a very well-respected audio company, direct-to-consumer, that I have heard is working on a CD player or transport or whatever you want to call it. Ooh, do share. Who is this? Shit. <gasps> Are we going to talk about the shit transport? And you know what? Let's pause. Randy, I didn't know if that was like not public knowledge. I just I it is. saw it on the internet. It is. Okay. I, I actually was just I was just listening to the uh, the little live stream they were doing and they were talking about it and I'm very interested in it. But again, good talking point and Randy, what is the difference between a CD player and a transport? What? Oh, I would get so hot when I would watch the YouTube videos. And they would be talking about transport. And I'm like, what the heck are they talking about? Um, CD transport is basically just a CD player mm -hmm. that has a, a digital out. Yes. So an optical or coax, mm -hmm. whatever it is. I2S, and right, sure, yeah, right. Most, so most traditional CD players that everybody probably remembers if they're our age or uh, older is you grabbed a CD player, it had two RCAs on the back, and you ran that into your hi-fi. Yes. Um, and the DAC mm. was in the CD player. Right. Okay. Now, with all these cool external awesome DACs, a CD transport is, and it can be, a CD transport can also be a CD player, but some CD transports only have a digital out. So you have to have an external DAC to use it, if that makes sense. Yes. You nailed it. That's it. Nailed it. Show's over. That's it, guys. Go ahead and email any questions. And <laughs> No, dude, that's exactly right. So I'm glad you kind of unpacked this because I think that for somebody that is getting into hi-fi, they might have made the mistake in thinking a transport and a CD player, is that the same thing? Not necessarily, and it does lend itself to the conversation with a CD player. That does have a DAC in it, but that's not to be confused with what is kind of thrown around in audiophile hi-fi jargon as a DAC. It's yeah. not so you quite the same. See, yeah, You could say some CD players can be CD transports. Yes. No CD transports can be CD players. That was so smart. I'm actually trying to work through that sentence. Because if it's a... If it's a true CD transport, there's no RCAs. Right. 
Perfect. Yes. And Have- Blu-ray players can be CD transports. Your PlayStation 3 can be a CD transport. Have you had... You know, I know that you you just celebrated your 76th birthday, and I'm curious. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. The whole family came over, <laughs> and uh, we uh, ate high-fiber foods. No cake. <laughs> yeah. um, has there been any standout CD players over the years that you were like, this one is special for a certain reason? Anything that's, that you can recommend that you're like, there was this one. Has that been an experience for you? Because it has for me, and I'm curious, has that happened with you? That's a tough question. Yeah. So the the quick answer is yes. Okay. Um, but it's a used item, and it's no longer available. Same here, right. Um, it is the Oppo. I've got it right behind me. And it's Ooh. a blue, Blu-ray player. Uh, BDP-80. I remember... Got it on... Go, Go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you, buddy. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I got it on Facebook Marketplace for 60 bucks, and I, I don't think that he kind of realized what he had, because yeah. Oppo, I, I think, is well-regarded yes. with their CD players and transports. They are. Uh, Oppo, I think, was kind of a game-changer in the audiophile market. I remember... I remember the day that I was working at Circuit City, I was a young pup, and this dude came in that ended up being an audiophile friend over the years, really cool guy that brought in one of the first Oppo DVD players and it had DVI out. And we were like, what connection is, what wizardry is this? What is going on here? (laughs) It's like, this is crazy. It was cool. Yeah. Oppo was great. And they actually did quite a few CD players and then DVD players and Blu-ray players. And they were known for, like really good sound quality, fantastic sound quality. Now, was that running through their internal DAC, or was that utilizing an external? No, I think I think that uh, in a lot of those situations, it was all in. So whatever you know DAC that they were using, and I'm not so well versed on Oppo that I can mention all that, but whatever DAC and topology that they were using, it seemed to me that many audiophiles appreciated the sound of the, the Oppo players and liked them quite a bit. You know who knows a lot about Oppo players? Who? That guy over at Alcoholics. Alcoholics? The, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, Audioholics. Oh. Gene. Oh, Gene. So yeah, when, he knows a ton about uh, the Oppo stuff. Does So when he's not at the gym, he's talking about Oppo, Oppo players. I can I can take a dig at Gene because we're friends. He'll be like, "Oh, Ron, stop it, stop it, stop it, Ron." <laughs> um, well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, any well, others? What's your advice? Let's yeah, see. Ron, your advice. Somebody wants to get into CDs. What do you tell them for something affordable? What do you tell them? Okay, so unfortunately, these were dirt cheap until they were found out and then when they were found out everything is ruined and now they're a bit expensive i just looked on ebay before we started the show and it's going to set you back like 150 or 160 bucks so that kind of gives you still isn't horrible but you're also buying a 10 year old piece of equipment yes and so before i even mention this i think it would be wise of me to mention that you are going to be making a risk with this purchase 
no question. And that would mean that perhaps the, and I think most often the actual transport itself or the CD player mechanism, the spinner, uh, it might die right at any moment. Like, ah, I'm done. Yeah. There's you know? moving parts in there. Yeah. There's moving parts. But, um, to tell a very quick story, uh, while I was on break from new record day, I went over to my brother's house and my friend, Mark, who was, reminds me a lot of you in that he spends time. He knows like every thrift store in the Valley and he goes to all of them, like on a weekly basis. And he tries to find all these hidden gems, stuff that are just dirt cheap. And he brought over like seven or eight different old school CD players. And we listened to them one by one, all just, you know, making our way through these and there was one winner and it was a winner for all of us we all agreed like this is really cool and it is a denon dcd 1500 and that's an older cd player and it sounds fantastic was that using the internal DAC or the ex going into an external? all of them internal DACs. we weren't getting uh, crazy we weren't using external DACs. we weren't you know you know going nuts it's just what can this cd player do on its own and i gotta say that that cd player sounded pretty darn good well denon and marines are still cranking them out they are yeah 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 there's another one that one of my viewers who's actually become a, a pretty good friend of mine uh is a teac t-e-a-c oh okay and okay it's about 150 bucks it's got a usb recorder so you can actually rip your CDs straight to a USB device, and uh, I'm probably going to get one and try it out. Wow, that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's take a step back. We're going to pause for a minute, and let's go ahead and just talk about what is new in our audio world. Now, if you're listening to this podcast for the very first time and you don't know who we are, I am Ron from New Record Day, and then we have... Uh, Randy, who is the chief, that's an F. Um, Randall. Randall, chief mm -hmm. audio man. Is if, do no. I have that right? It's chief. No, you got it. That's completely wrong, Ron. It's a uh, cheap as in P at the end. I feel Papa. like it there. I feel like you're just saying an F from no, cheap. Oh, it's a P. Is okay. it pan or is it Pam? <laughs> pan. pan. Is it pan? I think it's pan. I, th I think I can help out with this whole pan pan <laughs> yes, dilemma. This is great. One of the greatest movies of all time. Oh yeah. my goodness. All right. So we have YouTube channels and we review hi-fi equipment and we um, are going to talk about things we have in we house. We tell some jokes. We, we have a good time. And then occasionally we knock a speaker over and it damages it. <laughs> the day, the day the polk fell, I was just like, is this real life? Is this real? <laughs> I actually knocked the camera, not over, but I knocked the camera and I had to move so I could still stay in frame. I, I can only imagine Sound United watching that video going, are you, you guys, are, this is our, this is our guy? This is the guy, huh? Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have a good time over here. That's great. And man. when I say we, I mean me. Yeah, I have a good time over here. It's awesome, man. Um, okay, so I'm sorry. I got you all off topic. No, no, it's totally fine. Um, I am dragging my feet. There's some personal stuff that recently happened that prevented me from finishing the 
Q Acoustics Concept 500 review, but that is pending, and I'm going to try to get that out this week if I can. Beautiful, beautiful sounding, and it's, listen, it's $6,000 for towers, and so, yeah, it better be good, and... You You better paint your house when you bring it in. It does. Absolutely. You know, speaking of paint, it is seven layers of lacquer, and dude, it's mm. one of the prettiest finishes that I've ever seen. I mean, now when my kids get a hold of it, then it's not so pretty anymore. But um, you know, a little take Windex. a whack at it with a frying pan. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, but that's what I'm working on, and um, just a little nugget because I know a lot of people are going to be curious on my channel. I think it might be one of my favorite if not my favorite boxed tower speaker that i have ever heard period like it's that kind of a unicorn like yeah this is now granted there's some crazy crazy stuff that you would you know that we're talking about on show you know at shows that i haven't reviewed but of the stuff that i've reviewed i think this might be one of the standout winners you know in terms of you don't want to do open baffle it's a box speaker it sounds remarkable that's awesome. Yeah. What about you, man? Awesome. Any $6,000 towers you got laying over there? Negative. Shipmate. That is a, not a true statement at all. I have got a ton of awesome stuff. One of which came from a very good friend of mine. Uh, it is the JBL Studio 530 Ooh. bookshelf speaker. Oh, man. And have you ever had an, a... Have you ever had something come in and you already have a long list of stuff you're going to get to and you listen to it and you're like, this is going to the top of the heap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that That's what happened to me with the JBLs. Same and, thing here. We had the same situation. Go ahead. And it's timely because right now the great people in, in Hi-Fi have really great pricing structures. Uh, that's a joke. Uh, anyway, the bottom line is it's on sale for two ninety a pair. Two hundred and ninety. At that, I'm not going to ruin it, but I'm going to ruin it at that price. This is a speaker that you want to give a hard look at. Correct. I concur. I concur. That is and then awesome. G- sorry, buddy. No, go ahead. Uh, on top of that, I've got some SVS uh, Prime bookshelves. I have got. Uh, just delivered today, the Wharfdale Diamond 12.2s, Aperion, mm-hmm. uh, a, um, I can't, I think it's the Novus Aperion, and some other stuff in the wings. So I got a sub, SVS subwoofer. Ooh. We're going to take a look at. Ooh. And see if we can uh, maybe get some pictures off the wall with it. And uh, yeah, I got a bunch of stuff. I'm really excited. I'm excited to do audio basic subwoofers because I watched that video you posted of the Emotiva sub, and it seems to me solid. like solid. Solid, yeah, great oh, sub. So good. It seems it seems to be, and I, I gotta say that when a sub has passive radiators in it, there's just something warm and fuzzy that happens to my soul. I don't. I'm just like I like you. There's just something about you that I really like. We're going to get along just fine, you know? Yeah, you know what I like about that thing? Mm. High-pass filter. Yes. It, it integrates bass management into 
integrated amps that have no bass management. And there's a lot of confusion on that. There is. From the comments uh, after that video. There is. But, it's yeah. an, it's an, you know what it is? It's an opportunity for us to talk about it. And so I'm looking forward to an hour of talking about subwoofers, subwoofer placement, different types of subwoofers, and discussing high-level input, high-pass filters. What is Randy rambling about? What is he talking about? Yeah, I thought I'd, I tried to do a pretty decent overview of what, what, what all of it is in that video. I tried. You did a great job. I, I oh, watched it for at least two minutes, and I was like, this is yeah. a fantastic mm -hmm. breakdown. Yeah. That's what you need. You need about 124 seconds, and you get <laughs> get all of it. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. All right. So uh, that is what is new in our audio world. And, uh, yeah, next week we'll have this segment all over again, and we'll see where we're at. We'll see what kind of new goodies we're playing with and having fun with. I've got, actually, I'm not even going to say it. I've got a, some stuff I'm looking at over in the corner that I'll talk about next week that's pretty exciting. And a lot of you guys have been requesting it like, Ron, quit talking about stuff that costs more than a house. It's ridiculous. Well, yeah. I got some stuff that costs yeah. half as much as a house. So, well, that's good. It's going to be okay. Yeah. That means like 0.8% of the population will be able to afford it instead of 0.3%. Absolutely. So, bravo, Ronald. I'm trying, man. I'm doing the best no, I I'm can. No, I'm kidding. You're doing a great job. I am totally kidding. That was that was a joke. He's not kidding. He's always hounding me about it. It's constant messages in the middle of the night. It's it's abuse, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of messages in the middle of the night, I got a text back from another YouTube celebrity about 3 a.m. Oh, do tell. I can't tell you. It's going to be a between two speakers segment, but... Uh, 3 a.m. Yeah. 3 a.m. Who would be messaging you at 3 a.m.? One of these young kids. One of these young kids with their Snapchats and their Facebook. With their and... snap face. <laughs> I say that to my daughter and it drives her crazy. I'm like, are you snap facing somebody again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness sakes. All right. Um last topic we're going to discuss and this is kind of this is a bit more complex because there's a lot of different ways we can talk about DACs because a DAC is it's one of many different things it is a digital to analog converter okay and DACs exist in many different audio devices but as of late what we see and what is often referred to as a DAC is also a standalone component that has a DAC inside it but it's a component that you now are throwing into the rig and you know you can do the rig the rig I, I love it when you say that it's ridiculous it's re I it's one of those things I wish I would stop saying because every time I say it I I'm like, like it, man I feel like I, you know, I got the pinky drink thing. I don't have my coffee no, with me. No, but rig so is not... more masculine. That's cool. I got a rig. rig. I got a, a big, and it's yeah. hilarious because it's like Put if a I four barrel carburetor <laughs> on my rig. <laughs> yeah. That's it's awesome what, now. That's what makes it ridiculous. Like my my dad is a dad dad. I mean, he's a tough guy, and it's like if he came over and heard me talking about stereo equipment and saying using the word rig, he'd be like, 
son, what are you rambling about over there? <laughs> like, I'll show you a rig. <laughs> he said, he'll just look at you and go, Ron, that's dumb. <laughs> that's dumb. Now go back and start shove. Just dig a hole for the next, <laughs> yes. and I'll come out and tell you when to stop digging. Get, get your work clothes on, boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, glo- no leather gloves for you. You're going to build some calluses. Totally, totally. Uh, you, one thing before we... Yes. The DAC. Yes. A lot of these external DACs, and I don't want to throw any complexity in here. Oh, boy. A lot of these external DACs are also a preamp. Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up because this, so DAX will also be talked about audio basics when we start talking about amplifiers and preamplifiers because it's one of the same. It's important to understand that there is a chip uh, or resistor to resistor network inside a DAC that is the DAC, but the DAC is also a component. And with that, it has an output stage and that output stage, as Randy just mentioned, can be sometimes controlled from the front of this DAC component with a dial, and it can become a variable gain stage, meaning it now functions as a preamp. Shillelagh. Shillelagh. I'm done. Nope. I'm just going to say, hey, folks, sometimes when you get a DAC, you can turn the, the music up and down, the volume. Yes. Correct. And that's it. And so, um, I'm sorry, Shillelagh, do you? No, no, I'm glad you did. I'm glad because I would have talked for the next 45 minutes about that one thing. And so I'm glad you Shillelagh to me. Um, now DAX come in all different flavors and topologies. Topologies. I just and... spit on myself, Ron. <laughs> it happens to the best of us, buddy. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I need coffee. Um, I need round I got two. A whole bucket of it over here. I need round two. I'm struggling today. I'm just like, I'm so tired. Um, those kids are crazy, man. They keep me up all night. Uh, so different topologies, and one thing that is worth mentioning is that a DAC chip, right? So the chip that is the DAC is universal in that those have been made for years to work in many, many different types of products, including, you know, your, your cell phone. It has a DAC Computer, inside cell Computers. phone, TVs. This Roadcaster Pro thing that I'm using to give you this, you know, golden velvety pipes that are, you know, that you're hearing. Mm-hmm. All have DACs inside of them. And so it gets... They're not all created equal, though. Exactly. And that is my point. Thank you. Um... They're not all created equally, and it causes confusion in our world of hi-fi of, well, Ron, which one is the best? Whichever one is not internal to your computer or your cell phone or your television, that's which one is the best. Yeah. Yeah. There's – it's a lot – to navigate and we are not equipped on this one show to help you navigate that the important thing to remember is that um, it's easy to get caught on thinking that that chip is the magic that is doing everything and it has been my experience that that is not the case that you have to kind of take us how it's implemented you know yes i'm gonna back up let you speak for a minute sorry i'm rambling no it's it's how it's implemented, right? You can have the same chip, okay? But let's back up, okay? So you got a TV, and let's say you have RCAs out of it. 
you have your phone uh, and you can plug in your 3.5 millimeter headphones into it. You have your computer, which has a 3.5 millimeter output. So all these components already have a DAC in them. However, that DAC is not optimized for music. And even if you get a $15 Prozor outboard DAC, you're going to be able to tell a difference. And mm. it's not like, oh, there's a slight difference. No, you're going to get clarity. You're going to get fullness. You're going to get all this stuff because that component, i.e. your cell phone, your computer, your um, TV, was not optimized for music. That was a, something that they had to put in there just to make that product work. So at this point, if you're just getting started, just about any external DAC that is sold to hi-fi people is going to improve your experience and not by an insignificant amount. I am typically not a fan of blanket statements, but I'm a fan of that one. I do agree with you that getting that standalone dedicated DAC that is designed for delivering the goods will always be an improvement to settling for, like you mentioned, kind of a run of a mill built into your phone, built into, I, I think that is, that is fair to say. I agree. Yeah. Now, when you start to get into comparing external DACs, yeah. that's where the, the waters get a bit muddy. They do. Yes. And um, one thing that, at least in my world of hi-fi, that you are hearing about a little more than in the past is an R2R DAC. Now, that is talking about the specific topology, meaning we're not talking about a chip. We are talking about resistor-to-resistor -resistor technology that is making that DAC. That is the DAC. And so um, that is a different way to end up with ultimately the same thing, but it absolutely um, can sound different than its brother, which is the chip-based DAC. I hope I did absolutely. that right. Yeah. No. I think I did it. I mean, what do I know? But I mean, I just good. made it up, so I'm just going to run with it, and we'll see. No, we're just going to accept that that's the fact. But it, besides that, it is true. So. Yes. Yes. Um, another thing that is a bit tricky, and this gets confusing as well, is when we're talking about a standalone DAC, we might see a DAC with tubes in it. And so a tube DAC can then get a little bit more tricky that someone might not understand or think that, so is it, is, is, are the tubes the DAC? No, 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 no. It's the output stage of the DAC would be... Or, or I guess it could be the preamp of the DAC, depending on, on how it's configured. But the tubes are not the DAC. It is a part, as you mentioned earlier, of the DAC that's making the music. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Single-ended and balanced. Uh, we're not going to dive too much into that, but it is also important to understand that DACs come in both of those flavors, uh, single-ended meaning RCA jacks and balanced meaning XLR jacks. And just when you think it's going to be as simple as that, it's not. You may have a DAC with XLR jacks that is not a balanced DAC. Ooh. Ooh. 
and that there there's some trickiness with that because a true balanced topology of that jack would have three conductors and one being dedicated to ground or to earth that is going to allow you to have longer cable runs to wherever you need that to go to and in the example where it's single-ended you don't have that luxury so you can introduce you know noise and emi and rfi rf and emi problems i feel like you're just making up acronyms i am i i had mm-hmm. to i am so um how far are we how much time have we spent talking i'm not keeping track of that my friend where are we at let me see i don't know brother i, I, didn't, I didn't keep track of it either should i have hit the record button should i start <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got him i got him guys oh man wouldn't that be fun yeah um i think we might I, do you feel like we have done a good job of let's dip our toes in the water of understanding the source? Do you think, is there anything else that you would expect someone to go, but you didn't talk about? Yes. Go for it. I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Bluetooth. And yes. the only reason I say that is because when people are first coming in, that phone of theirs, that probably is going to be their source. Yes. On someone just coming in. And it's a great source. Okay. Can be an awesome source. Mm-hmm. We Do you want me to extrapolate? I would love I would love to. Early in an early conversation when I was talking to Randy, I realized this guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to like Bluetooth and Codex and AAC and triple V and what mm-hmm. did he I was like, wow. DMX. DMX, yeah. DMX is one of the codecs that people use. It doesn't sound very good, but that is what... No, it's yeah. good looking, though. Good looking. Yeah. All right, take it from here, buddy. Okay, so you have your phone, right? And everybody knows what Bluetooth is, right? Yes. You teach something up on your phone, you and the magic happens. You go into Bluetooth settings, and then it goes to your headphones or whatever. So what that what is happening with that is data, which is your music, is being packaged on your phone's end or whatever device you have and then it is being through the magic of technology beamed over to whatever device is receiving it right so your phone computer whatever is the transmitter your hi-fi your headphones whatever it is is the receiver okay Mm. so how that data and Bluetooth was never designed for music. Bluetooth was simply designed to transmit data. Yeah. Okay. So they have gotten, and I say they, I want to talk about mainly Qualcomm and Sony have gotten much better and Apple have gotten much better at how they package that data on your phone's end or whatever device and how they unpack it on the other end. Sure. And how they do that is called a codec, Mm. Bluetooth codec. The one that is really ubiquitous to every device is called SBC. Okay. Okay. And that's fine. Works fine. Works great. The amount of data that can be packed and unpacked, though, varies dependent on the Bluetooth codec. So some people may have heard of Aptex. Aptex was probably the first Bluetooth codec that was pretty much designed around music. Then you have Aptex HD. And as you move up in the chain, the ability to pack and unpack greater amounts of data 
comes into play. Mm. We're going to throw a wrinkle into that, though, because most people have an Apple device. Now, Apple, right now, on most of their devices, I think some of their newer devices have different codecs, but Apple utilizes a codec called AAC. So, if you're getting a pair of headphones, if you're getting a receiver, whatever it is, and you're looking at Bluetooth, you want to see if it has the AAC codec. Because if it does, it's going to package and unpackage more data, and that usually trans uh, translates to higher resolution of music. Okay, does that make sense? It does. So, with all that said... We, as in consumers, are getting to a point with some codecs like LDAC, which was made by Sony or purchased by Sony, um, and basically given to like Android devices. We're getting to a point where the ability to Bluetooth CD quality or better is is a real reality right now. Mm. Mm. Okay. Now, I'm not going to get into it, but there's things called throughput. And sometimes it is not as, it doesn't equal CD quality as far as throughput. I would argue, though, that we're closer than we ever have been to being able to Bluetooth high-res music. And I'm, talk, I'm not talking about, like, CD quality. I'm talking, like, 24-bit up to 90, 96 kilohertz. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's really getting good. It's really, really getting good. And I would also argue that, people are going to be hard pressed to even be able to tell a difference between MP3 or um, the, the uh, topology that Apple uses, both of which are about 320 kilobits per second. I would argue that if you have a well-recorded MP3 and you have a well-recorded high res 24 bit 192, one was going to be hard pressed to be able to even tell a difference. Interesting. So the, the takeaway on this is that don't feel obligated to get some fancy high-res streamer if you've got a phone and you've got a decent bluetooth codec there's no reason why you cannot enjoy your music to its fullest and not be missing a whole bunch awesome very cool yeah that's all i gotta say about that let's transition to we're gonna do some final thoughts when we're done here um, but let's go ahead and transition to what we are calling mean comments <laughs> You know, part part of the gig here is that every so often we will have somebody show up that they just, you know, they just want to be a meanie pants, you know, and so they say something mean and, you know, sometimes it, it, it might actually ruffle some feathers and, and get under your skin. But most of the time, I think, and you guys might be surprised to hear, we just kind of laugh it off like, okay. All right. And so depends on how much sleep and how well rested you are when you read it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's uh, jump into mean comments. I have one, and I think you have one as well. Do you want me to go first, or would you like to go first? Please go first. All right. So uh, I released a video of the, it was one of my sound clips with commentary. And what I do in those videos is I, I try to tackle the topic of sound clips, which is something I have rejected on my channel for many, many years. Like there's no point in doing a sound clip, you know, to give you an idea of what a speaker sounds like in a room. I still stand by that statement as as a whole. Now, sound clips with commentary, I thought early on is kind of a way to 
break out of that, that you're made, you're, you're in the bus with me and we're traveling. And as I'm listening to a song, I'm telling you what I'm hearing in the room. And so I'm hoping that it's kind of an experience where, you know, what song I was just listening to and that I'm pointing to certain things and I'm mentioning, this is what's going on in the room. And that's been fun for me to do. And it's been, I, I love recording and I, I have taken it seriously enough to where I've got nice recording equipment. I can do that. Now, getting the music is a little bit tricky because on YouTube, uh, there's going to be, you know, copyright infringements and things like that that you have to take into consideration. And so I subscribe to a... I learned that the hard way, Ron. <laughs> we all learned it the hard way, my friend. Like, why am I not making any... Why, why am I not making $3 on this video? It's ridiculous. Um, and so that's a thing. And so... To get to the point quickly, I subscribe to Epidemic Sound, which is a platform that I pay to get tracks that are now royalty free. And then I use those tracks in my sound clips and commentary. And as a gesture of kindness, I take those music samples and I package them together. It takes time to do all this. And then I post them on Patreon for my patrons, for people that are willing to, you know, support me. Yeah, listen to what I listen to on your system. Yeah, exactly. And and I checked with Epidemic Sound, like, hey, can they download these tracks? Is that cool? Am I going to get myself in trouble? And they're like, totally, as long as they don't, like, go and try to post that on YouTube. Because if they do, they're going to get a copyright strike because they're not subscribed. But, yeah, they can listen to them and have fun and do whatever the heck they want with them. So it's it's kind of a cool way to do this. So I post the video, and um, there was a kind gentleman that, you know, got on there and left a comment. His name was... Ed Verbeek, and he says, wonderful... Oh, you're nailing it. You're just throwing them out there, aren't you? Ed, Ed. Uh, maybe I shouldn't give names. Uh, Ed... Too late now. Verbeek said... <laughs> I'm done for. He said, actually, well, this is a nice comment. He said, wonderful music. Can you list the tracks? And I got on there, and I replied, the tracks are available to download for patrons. Thanks for the comment. Okay. Mm, I thought didn't like that. Well, you know what's interesting is Ed did not reply. Now, da a, another person, uh, we're going to call him Davy Smith Smithsonian, came to the rescue here, and he says, "I'm going to try to. I'm going to. I'm going to imagine what this guy sounds like." So, not even telling what the tracks are is kind of a dick move. Bye, yeah. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See you later, Ron. See you later. <laughs> uh. Yeah, because it didn't take you any time to put those together or post it up or check with the uh, company that you got these from <laughs> to make sure it was okay for them to listen to. Yeah, you're very selfish, Ron, with what you're trying to do for the audience. Well, in order to get those tracks, to be fair, you do have to pay me $500 a month in order to activate mm. that tier, but I think that's still okay. pretty reasonable. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm asking a whole lot. Well, you might want to maybe ponder that a bit later on today <laughs> and see if that maybe is the right move for you, but I don't know. Oh, it's, my goodness. Know. Anybody that supports New Record Day, even if you do $2 a month, you can download these tracks, just to be clear. Yeah, so I think that's fair, man. I think it's fair. I, I would like to think that that is fair, and I think that in the event where I tell them what the tracks are, it kind of is sort of a rub against the patrons. Like, well, forget you guys. I'm just going to give the farm away. You know, it's like, 
yeah. Yeah, that's a tough situation, but I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for what they where they were at when they said that, but I get it. I mean, everything is instant gratification yeah. right now. Right. And it's true. But I mean, you can't I don't think anybody can take a look at one of your videos and look at the production value and say, "Oh, I could do that." Because they can't. And what you do and the and the product that you put out there is really something awesome. Thank you. And, and that does not happen in a vacuum. That takes time and it takes experience. And you can, the amount of pride that you have when you put a video out is no one can argue with that. Yeah. So I don't think it's a fair statement to think, okay, you made this video, you took the time to do all this, and that you're not being fair. Yeah. Just don't, I, I think that's wrong. Well, it, that seems reasonable and I appreciate that. So what's your mean comment? Who, who, <laughs> who's being mean? To okay. You, so a lot of my mean comments have come from a, a, a new show on the channel called between two speakers. Mm. Um, and some people I think don't understand what the intent <laughs> of that show is for and, um, the intent of that show is to make people laugh just um, relax everybody that I've done that interview with or style or show has been in on it um, and I got a comment I'm not reading it I'm going to uh, just say it from memory um, not and this is with DMS uh, with Doug not enough audio content. Um, this is dumb. Unsubscribing. <laughs> yep. That's what I got. And I got one on the Moon 240i, which is way back when I first started. And uh, it was, he was, this person was trying to like rally other people. And I was like, we should all unsubscribe from this guy. Because I didn't like the Moon 240i. I liked it. I just didn't think it was worth $2,500. Juice wasn't worth um, the squeeze. Yeah, right. And uh, they didn't care for that. Oh, all. boy. Oh but boy. if anybody's listening, Between Two Speakers is a joke. It's a big, long joke. Well, I, I'm sorry what I said about the moon thing. I mean, I take it back. I'll... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here. Leave this guy. <laughs> Unsubscribe. And you should, too. Everybody should. Yeah. Oh, boy. You know, we move on. Oh, also, uh, when I used to drink coffee in my videos and I didn't know what editing was. <laughs> the throat noises. Yeah. Oh, they got on me. And I don't blame them because it is gross when I would watch it back. Because I'd have the, the lav mic. And that's, first of all, getting a lav mic was a big step up for me. Yeah. In production. Yeah. And then I'd put it like right next to my larynx. Yeah. And and then it there it would... It would amplify my drinking noises so <laughs> i have since learned how to use the uh photos app in microsoft to do a little bit of light editing and uh then i take it out now i love it that's great man all right mean comments for the week segment is over let's move on to our final thoughts about audio basics the source you want me to go first of course i do all right. 
My final thoughts are this. I've said this before on my channel, and it's something that I think uh, needs to be repeated for anybody that is getting into hi-fi. Nothing can ever replace your subjective enjoyment of whatever you're listening to. It doesn't matter what Ron has. It doesn't matter what Randy has. It doesn't matter what Paul has or DMX has. It doesn't matter how if somebody is saying, well, this is the best or that is the best, if you are enjoying whatever you're using, then that's great. And that is the source for you. So um, that that is how I would begin this conversation. Now, with that being said, one thing that one of the biggest reasons why I do what I do is I want you to at least consider options and experiment. And if those options fit within your budget, whatever you're able to do, then I, I would encourage you to give it a shot. But by no means do I think that there is a right or wrong when it comes to getting into hi-fi or audio. There, there is no such thing. It's just what is connecting you to kicking back, relaxing, setting the phone down for a minute, stop looking at your phone, stop, just enjoy the music. That's my, my final, final thoughts on sources. I like it. All right, my final thoughts are the best source for you is the one that you're going to use the most. All right? And that's the best source that you can enjoy the music, kind of, you know, springboarding or off of what Ron said. However, I have a soft spot in my heart for digital streaming services. Mm. And the reason why is because I remember the days when I had to go down to the local pharmacy and see what cassettes they had. Mm. I remember the days in Walmart flipping through the CDs to see what they had mm. and hoping that the other 10 songs on that CD were going to be as good as the one I heard on the radio. Okay? So we live in a time where if you want to listen to every REM record ever made, you can. And it's not a huge investment. 10, 12, 15 bucks a month, and you get to listen to everything? That's powerful to think about. So, with that said, whatever you're using, whether it be Bluetooth from your phone, whether it be a CD, whether it be your computer, it doesn't matter as long as you're enjoying it. If you're just getting away from like headphones or what have you, then stick with what works. Stick with what, what you know. I will also say, however, that for me personally, there's nothing that replaces putting physical media into something, whether it be a yeah. vinyl record yeah. or a CD into the player and listening to a record or CD from start to finish. I love that. And that's what I do when I want to relax. Um, but I, I don't think we've ever lived in a better time for music. Completely ever. agree. Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. I I love that. And I'm glad that you brought up that last bit about, you know, that physical medium. And, um, you know, just to mention one last little nugget here as final thoughts, don't get hung up on high resolution to the point where you are looking for music that is only high resolution for the sake of it might potentially be better than what you're going to hear on a CD because 
the truth is, and this has been a bit of a revelation for me, is that is not my experience. Um, you Mine play, either. you play a CD, and some magical and amazing things are they're waiting to just enjoy. So, yeah, you know what would be good is if we can uh, uh, put the link to. There's an NPR test mm. where you listen to high res versus. Low I've res. done that. Yeah. And just see how many you can actually pick out. Yeah. And I think that's a telling statement. Um, and when I was considering going to Amazon HD, I AB'd Spotify versus Amazon HD. And it, I was really hard-pressed to hear a difference. Wow. There was one, and I did hear it. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, a very slim margin. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that slim margin would translate to musical enjoyment. Yeah. Randy is ready to eat. Oh, did you hear that? Oh, yeah. it shook my table. The, <laughs> no, the I think so you sorry. cracked the foundation of my home with that. That was impressive. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Can't control it. It has a mind of its own. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you for supporting this podcast again. In the show notes down below, you have lots of different ways that you can listen to this podcast, and we hope that you enjoyed it. If you do have any questions, Randy, what is that email address we got? It is r and r audio hour at gmail.com. If we miss, not if we, for the stuff that we missed, send us your questions. Uh, we'll, we'll get to them. Promise you that. Um, and... Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you guys. Enjoyed in the, it. Yeah. Hey, thank you, bro. We'll talk to you soon, man.